What's going on, everybody? This is J.M. Banks. And this is Eric Othmore. This is Urban Alchemy Podcast. Hope everybody is doing great out there today. Got another great show for you all today. Uh, yeah, so music for the episode is brought to us by a friend of the show, Obi-Wan Music, and his track, LSD Interlude. So check out that gentleman and his music he is providing. Thank you all to all of our artists that has been providing providing music for this show if you happen to know a artist who is up and coming and has a track you think we might enjoy uh email us facebook us send us the link to the music and we will be in contact uh but yeah well, thank you all for joining me last week for my first solo episode we had a few things we need to talk about so we're doing a bit of catch up today uh thank you for joining us eric yo it's a pleasure, sir. As always, yes. As always. Yeah, I was very, very nervous doing a show by myself. Last really? Week. It's your show. Why would you be nervous? You know, you're not the only person to ask me that shit. Because I, I said that on, on the air, and they were like, it's your show. Why do you? Why are you nervous? It's Because you. I've never did a show by myself without you. In the almost two years we've been doing this, I've never done a show without you. Oh, you miss me that much, brother. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know, I rant and ramble and go down rabbit holes, and you usually want to pull I me back in on that. you back yeah. on the track. Okay. So, yeah, I, was, it was, I had to kill a couple rants on the last episode. But, you know, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fully cool with leaning into our rants. I feel like that's what the people need. Okay. People need us to, to just be honest with them. You know, they don't need us to pull a Don Lemon and try to soothe things over. They want us to be angry. They want us to tell us the... The full, to be honest, I don't even know what what, what I feel anymore. I'm, I'm kind of lost. So maybe we should change the show from Urban Alchemy, and then we should like do a wordplay, like 12 Angry Men, 2 <laughs> Angry Men. How many of our audience do you think has seen 12 Angry Men? I think maybe about half a percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you could pull out a switchblade and stab it in the table, and no one would get the reference. Right, so, yeah. I've seen both versions. <laughs> I have two. <laughs> The black and white version and the one with Tony Danza. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you would also. We're a couple of movie geeks here. That's right. why we get along so, so much. Uh, yeah, it was a very odd feeling doing that by myself, but I'm glad to have you back. Uh, we got a lot to talk about that I need another person here to talk to with. Indeed we do. Yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, Lovecraft Country premiered last... Uh, excuse not last Sunday, Sunday before last. Mm-hmm. And as you all know to our hardcore diehard fans out there, we love Jordan Peele. That is our that is our deity in the corner with his statue that we pray to at night. Uh, <laughs> he is an amazing just if you would have told me what ten years ago that Jordan that yeah. Ken, the guy from Key and Peel would be making productions like I, I he's like literally the black hallmark of film right now. I can't think of any other any other black filmmaker who has been that that influential in horror, at least in Definitely that short not, of time. Does he have two films under his belt, and he's he's produced Twilight Zone and now Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's get into it. Uh, are you familiar at all with the Lovecraft mythos, the Cthulhu mythos? I am not. I even texted you the other day. Which you did not respond because I was trying to get some clarity on what happened on episode two. Yeah. But no, I am. I didn't confused. want to respond because we need to talk about it. Here. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. You could have just said that in the text message rather than leaving me on red, but that's fine. My bad. Uh, but no, I am not. Okay. But yeah, as I was saying, I, I did receive that message. I didn't want to talk about anything so we can bring it all here, uh, to talk about. 
right. uh, it is confusing. I understand if you're not familiar with the subject matter, uh, it can get kind of confusing. Uh, but yeah, so what part of it specifically did you have issue grasping? Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to start with episode one. Episode one is very straightforward yeah. and then kind of towards the last 15 minutes, it it just ramps up. But yeah. it's not where it's so disjointed and jarring that you you are invested right. in the show. Okay. And plus in episode two, you get question you get questions answers to the questions you had at the end of episode one. I, are we talking spoilers or non spoilers? I say it's been too overt. Yeah, I, I gave proper warning last week that we will be talking about Lovecraft Country first two episodes last show. So if you did not listen, spoiler alert: we are going to be talking about this going in deep in depth. Uh, hopefully, I don't know. Uh, maybe this will be one of the shows we just go week by week on and okay. maybe do a little segment. But Lovecraft Country, uh, because we do support black media. It's one of those great shows. Uh, but yeah, Lovecraft Country, uh, like you said, the first three quarters of the show, it's not even a science fiction right. horror type show. It's just like a regular, this is what happened back in the day type show. And it, it works. Like, I forgot I was watching like a, a horror show. I did as well. I think the, I think we'll kind of. I think they kind of give you a soft introduction when they are escaping the town. Mm-hmm. And then the, I don't even know her name, the woman pulls up in the uh, really nice car. And then the racist townsfolk just like completely do the like the Batman truck flip over yeah. her car. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, what is that? But you get answers to that in that second episode. Mm-hmm. And then following that, you see the... Uh, Monsters or whatnot. Yeah, the Chakas. What are they called? I think they call them the, the Chakas or something like that. Oh, okay. But they're not actually that in the Lovecraft. They just mention them and say that they are. But they, yeah, it, it's it's crazy because that is it's the last half of that episode with the when they have the interaction with the uh, sheriff. Yeah, was one of the most tense scenes I can remember in recent history right where it's like the slowest car chase i've ever seen but it's so tense yeah that was a very tense uh episode i mean situation because you can imagine your not not great great grandfather or anything like that your grandparents or some for some people parents uh being in that situation where you you've got to leave a certain place but there's so many little rules he yeah. he asked hey is it okay if i make this u-turn he's like oh yeah it's, it's okay if you do it not you normally can, yeah but, i love that fact that you brought that up yeah right. that that was a very smart scene the fact that he was pretty much using every type of trick to mm-hmm. entrap them right uh from everything you know from saying that you know you can head south down to that town and then he had to you know he thought to ask well wait a second will we make it to that town in six minutes and he was like no well if you head north you might make it you know that kind of stuff and then he right. was like wait a second can we do a u-turn right here and he's like under normal circumstances no and it just showed me how uh, you know Ill- ill-equipped i would have been in that situation no we would have been equipped in that situation because we would have grew up in that time though yeah you got to understand that atticus is way smarter than your average atticus and his uncle are way smarter than your average negroes for that area they're both well-read they're both professionals they're both 
Uh, you know, Atticus is a war hero. Right, Le- what's her name? Uh, Let, uh, Letitia? Uh, is that her Letty. name? Her name is Letitia or something. We need we need an intern to look this stuff up. Yeah, I, I've been saying that for the longest. We definitely need an intern. But Journey Smollett's character, she's pretty smart, too. Yeah, because she when she told them, she's gung-ho, because when she saw and was very perceptive in that restaurant she's like we got to get the get f out <laughs> and she was like they're like oh let me drive let me oh. no she she got in the driver's seat and she was like let's get out of here i'm glad you brought that part up that's another one of my favorite parts of that first episode and he's just like remind me why the white house is white again <laughs> it's just yeah because the slaves had to paint it white after the war of 1812 when the british burnt down the white house and then they slit that towel it was just like burnt it was like we gotta go because <laughs> it let them know that this was a this was a building that's been recently burnt down and they right. had it on their list of safe places that negroes can go so that it, it was just a red flag that hey we gotta get the hell up out of here because white folks is going be here in a minute. I like those subtle touches to this show. I think that was really cool because I. It took me a second. I had to actually rewind a little bit to figure out what he had said, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, okay, I see y'all. Good screenwriting." Yeah, and I love anything I can pick up on, and, and you know, because I think I'm a smart person. So mm-hmm. I was like, "The War of 1812." That's when they burnt the White House down. That's when uh, Mrs. Adams, you know, had to take all the important stuff and smuggle it out of the White House so right. it doesn't get burnt up. You know? Picture of George Washington. Yeah, picture of George Washington. I uh, believe the first flag uh, that was still burnt. Right. Uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was. that's a war we don't talk about that much. <laughs> Nobody talks about that. Yeah, the British pulled up and burnt our White House down. And yeah, we you, have to, you have to kind of research that to know about it. I, I, didn't, I don't think I learned about it. I think we might have learned about it in school, but it was like, we didn't pay attention. it's just like Passover. Oh yeah, we've never lost a war. Nobody's ever invaded us, blah, blah, blah. You know. Yeah, we got our asses handed to us. Right. They rolled up, they shut us up, we start paying them whatever, import fees or whatever. Right. But it, it's, it's I love HBO has been started to, like last year with Watchmen, like a lot of white people found out about the uh, Tulsa Massacres for the first time. Hey, bro, before we even talk about that, did you see this show that they're doing on Showtime about John Brown? No. Ethan Hawke is playing John Brown. Uh, old dude from Hamilton is playing Frederick Douglass. Uh, David, uh, oh, okay, good. Who played Jefferson and he played mm-hmm. uh, Lafayette. It looked pretty he good. Also, have, you, have you seen Blind Spotting? No, I haven't. Oh, that's a good movie. It's, it's, Starring him as the main character, but yeah, it's a really good movie. Uh, no, I, I, I hadn't heard about that. I definitely will be watching that because John Brown is definitely one of those figures. Like, we need statues of John Brown and Nat Turner since Confederate statues are okay. So why not crazy people who went on that that march for slavery? Right to end slavery. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a very polarizing figure in history. If you don't know who John Brown is, we talked to him about him before here on the show, but he's. He's one of those white people who put his money money where his mouth the is. The greatest white ally we've ever had in black history. Hell so, yeah. So there's not even, there's nobody even close. No, not you know? to, no. you know, there's a few white people. he was willing to die for black people. He was willing to kill, die, uh-huh. all that. It was, it was, it's, it, I think it's, you said it's going to be a show? It's going to be a show. Good. Because mm-hmm. I, at, at this point, I'd rather them, stories with historical significance like the Harriet movie, I'd rather them do a miniseries. Or some yeah, sort of Netflix. You and I have talked about that with uh, if Malcolm, if they were to ever make another Malcolm X movie, it needs to be like a thirteen part miniseries yeah, or something like that, definitely. or something on Netflix. Uh, but you know, 
as we just went down the rabbit hole again. That's uh, fine. I'm uh, totally fine with the rabbit hole. But, um, no, with, with Lovecraft Country, uh, so I rewatch, I, I watch e- each episode twice. Uh, the second episode, there's a steep learning curve and I still don't understand everything. Uh, but. Well, you've it come does to have, the right place. <laughs> it does have to do with uh, magic. It has to do with uh, mythos. Um, I assume that Atticus, he has the blood of this person coursing through his veins. Titus Brathwaite, yes. Yeah, Titus. Um, there was a cow that gave birth to Three. one of the monsters. That's right. Um very confusing. Very confusing. Uh, there was a part, a segment, uh, where everybody was seeing things that they desired or something that happened in their past. Uh, Journey Smollett's character, uh, Courtney B. Vance's character, and then Atticus saw something where he was in Vietnam again or something? Mm-hmm. Or was that so was that friend or foe that he was fighting? I think both. I think the, the purpose of that scene was to kind of set up a dichotomy of there are things we want and then there are things we feel guilty about. Okay. Like uh, Atticus, I believe he may have had a relationship with that woman, mm-hmm. you know, because that's also the woman from the the opening scene, you know, the oh, alien yeah, okay. woman. And that's also the actress who, uh, you know, he gets that phone call in the first episode where it's like, you shouldn't have went home. Mm-hmm. And then hangs up the phone. That the voice was credited in the credits as that same actress. Okay. So I don't know if he had a relationship with this woman and left her. Maybe you know a lot. <clears throat> Something that was very common back in those days for the Vietnam War is like a lot of black troops got a lot of Korean women pregnant. You know, in yeah. that time frame, and a lot of them kind of left. Yeah, and actually, I know somebody when I worked at your place of employment. That was the same. He he was actually Vietnamese, and I was like, and I asked him one day. I said, "You have very dark skin." He's like, "My grandfather was black, and he came at Vien- came to Vietnam, fought in the war. He got my grandmother pregnant. I don't know who he is, but you know that's the story." And I was yeah. like, "Okay, it's a crazy story because a lot of them had to fight for like citizenship for their children to be like, look." This black people don't black people aren't around. <laughs> like, right. If I have a black child, it's because you guys came over here, and this is obviously an American citizen. Right. You know? So it was a big thing back then. But that's a possibility. Uh, the uncle he saw Atticus's mother, who it mm-hmm. turns out he had a relationship with. Right. You know, uh, and then the girl who I think Letty might have been maybe sexually assaulted because mm-hmm. she saw a man she liked who then tried to attack her. Right. You know, so that was the, uh, that's what I got from the scene that. It, it was giving you something you wanted, but something you felt guilty about. So mm-hmm. that's just what I got from that. But yeah, uh, starting from the first episode, I love the fact they brought up the fact that H.P. Uh, Lovecraft was a racist. Right. And that's another great thing uh, the author of Lovecraft Country did is kind of combining black people with H.P. Lovecraft's racist inclinations. Like the whole idea of there being this wizard or sorcerer and he has this offspring who is made from a liaison with a slave is very Lovecraftian in itself because there would be these stories of uh, these old gods mating with humans and making these uh, mutated offsprings. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just a racist bastard. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that they're bringing that up. You know, they talked about that with the John Carter stories. You know, he's a Confederate soldier who goes to Mars and he's the hero. And 
that's a great concept to talk about because I feel like it's so hard to separate the legend from the actual person sometimes. Uh, like Jefferson, you know, to everyday <laughs> Americans, he's just this great, you know, he wrote the Constitution and he, he did Monticello and, and the French and it's just so romanticized and it's like, he's kind of a statutory rapist, pedophile. You know. Well, history calls it a love affair with his dead him. sisters. Yeah. I mean, his dead, dead wife's, wife's half, sister. Sister, half sister, who he owned. Uh, so that's a. We'll get into that. We, Gosh, we, that we, deserves a movie. To, it does deserve a movie, but it is a movie that'll probably never get made because each movie about or each TV movie or each retelling really romanticizes that relationship. Like he takes her over to Paris. Or whatnot, or France, or whatever, and she's 14 years old. He's presumably having sex with her. She gives birth to their first child uh, by the time she's 15. Um, and that's just where we presume that he has sex with her at the age of 14. Could have been before that. And he has six children with her. And so Jefferson does have many black heirs now. It's crazy because I can actually see like the the main character from the show, this Braithwaite guy, being kind of like Jefferson. You think so? Yeah, Jefferson was an eccentric. He was awfully kind to his slaves as well. And it took me a while to catch that that phrasing that he was awfully kind. Awfully to his kind. Slaves. Yeah. Yes, he was awful and kind. Yes. Giving him a gift. Yes. Of indeed. a bastard. Um. Let's see. I. I like I liked uh, the fact that in this show they really go go in on the supernatural. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times with uh, shows involving black folk, I think that directors or screenwriters they stray away from that because they don't think we'll like it or get it. But we like horror. Oh, we wow. like supernatural things. We're looking for our Harry Potter. You know, we embrace horror. We really like Candyman. We liked uh, Us. We liked uh, Get Out. Uh, Now, those aren't the traditional horror movies where there's a monster or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, there's an antagonizing, somewhat supernatural or non-natural presence uh, that is omnipresent. And I think that we grab... uh, Particularly, the young generation mm-hmm. gravitates toward that. So, although I am genuinely perplexed, confused, and just, you know, in the dark about Lovecraft Country, it is a show that really is intriguing me. And I see a lot of people going down my uh, Facebook timeline. They're like, oh, you've got to watch this show. This is a great show. And it really is. And I've seen some people on YouTube who don't look like you and I. Who have said, hey, this is a great show. You know, now that you mention that, I, I don't think I've come across one review that didn't enjoy Lovecraft. Yeah. Like Watchmen, it was very polarizing and decisive. Like there were people who were just like, this is outrageous. And people were really, really upset about Watchmen. And that was a good show. That was my show of the year last year. That's that's not coming back, is it? No, it's not coming no, back. Okay. I think I, which they've I'm, got like twenty three Emmy noms, though, which I'm totally OK with because you have the perfect show, in my opinion, from start uh-huh. to finish, like perfect show and i'm totally okay with them not game of thrones thronesing uh, i'd show. rather show in too early than stay too late like oh, the wire yeah. game of thrones uh, they it, just go on a little bit too long i agree mm, 
maybe not so much the wire. The wire I mean, season I think five the, is. There's I, a YouTube video I actually was going to refer to you, and it said it's <gasps> wire every season matters, and it break that breaks down how even though you don't like that season, it still has a narrative place. Like you can't take it out without the narrative beats being missed. They they killed Stringer a season too early. <clears throat> uh, Marlowe ascended to power too fast. Uh, the Sun, I, th- I think it was the Sun newspaper, was completely a boring storyline and they did the proverbial jumping of the shark with mcnulty becoming the quote-unquote serial killer that was just silly that was silly come on now he was rigging he's rigging the stuff <laughs> yeah I and then we're, we're another <laughs> rabbit hole i'm sorry but but lovecraft country uh, i definitely would recommend it it's it's just a, it's it's, a good show yeah if you enjoy and it's once again, it's one of those things where if you're black and you like things like horror, like H.P. Lovecraft, it's going to make you feel super awkward because it, it's one of those things that's, uh, you know, H.P. Lovecraft is a racist. This was never really intended for you. But the way this author and it's, this book was only written back in, I believe, 2016. Mm-hmm. And the way he's just taken, uh, I've, I've only made it to midway through the second chapter of the actual book. So I wasn't sure if they were just going to take like it's cut up into several different stories. Mm-hmm. So I thought they were just going to like take the whole first season and focus on the first chapter, which was the the mansion. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they were just going to do two episodes and then we're on to the next story uh, with Letty buying the haunted house. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to do this. I don't know what they're going to do after the first season, but it's 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 on a good start. I love the beats they're hitting. I love the the. Just the cinematography, everything. Cinematography. Hey, I do got to talk about the wonky CGI. Okay, yeah, CGI is hit or miss in some areas. Hit or miss, very hit or miss. It's you're not going to be able to make Lovecrafting creatures without some wonky CGI because they're all very no uh, intricate. Like, okay, very tentacles well, and multiple arms and. I like the I like the monster design. That's fine. I'm talking about that snake. Oh, the, the the very cartoonish snake. snake that happened in episode two. I was yeah. like, okay, that looked like something that came out in like early two thousands. It looked really bad. Okay. I know I, HBO. You had the budget because we saw dragons in Game of Thrones. I mean, they did have to CGI that entire house. Yeah, that's true. But the house <laughs> looked a little bit fake too. I mean, they could have built a pr- they could have built a practical. They could have. <laughs> You're right. They're they're being lazy right now. Yeah, but uh, those those are just nitpicks. It's just I want this show to be so great. Right. We're perfectionists, so we yeah. can nitpick. <laughs> it's okay with that. Yeah, it was. You're definitely right with the CGI. There are hits and misses mm-hmm. uh, with the CGI, but HBO puts money into their productions. They like, do. I appreciate that. Uh, oh, side note: I used to be in love with Journey Smollett. Like, that was my childhood crush. Really? Yeah, and I'm glad it didn't work out between us because it would be very awkward at family gatherings, like Thanksgiving with uh, certain family Oh, wow, you're very uh, creepy now. No, I've thought about this. I was just like, man, if me and Journey would have got together, I'd have to see Jesse. Is it Jesse or Jesse? Jesse. I call him Jesse because who the hell do you think you are? Oh, okay. Jesse. I feel like a slave saying Jesse. Jesse, you come on over here. Do you think he'll ever get a job again? No. Okay. You faked the hate crime. I had somebody try to explain to me why people make mistakes. I was like, he faked a hate crime. 
<laughs> there are mistakes and then there are faking hate crimes. No, thank you. But yeah, uh, I'm so glad she started working again. Uh, she was in that show Underground, which got canceled. And unfortunately, uh, I'm just glad she's in something good now. The new guy who plays, I mean, the guy who plays Atticus, I don't think I've seen him in anything. I've never seen him. He's completely new to me. I like him. Uh, I like him a lot as well. I've been meaning to check what the uncles played in. Courtney B. Vance, he was in Law and Order Criminal Intent. He was in, recently, he was in the photograph with Lakeith Stanfield right. and Issa Rae. Uh, he's married to the love of my life, the beautiful Angela Bassett. He's married to Angela Bassett? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a star. Yeah. Um, but no, he's a very accomplished um actor as well very good character actor uh he was really good in criminal intent uh i really don't know he was also in um fences okay the original one he uh, was uh the son yeah he um gosh yeah it's a bunch of stuff he's been in but he's just one of those one of those actors those faces that you like bokeem woodbine yeah exactly i was looking at the rock yesterday i was like oh bokeem woodbine. <laughs> woodbine was in here i mean Jason's lyric. Um, I told you, Spider Man. Far, I'm not far from home, but Homecoming. Homecoming. I mean, you just these great blacked character actors. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it, it that character. I think that's pretty, he probably was the favorite part for me because it's just like his 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 uh, dialogue was just like hit hit after hit. Like he, and then when he stood up in that uh, the dinner. Because mm-hmm. originally in the book, it's uh, Atticus who gives that speech. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it it actually gets pulled off way better coming from the uncle. And I love that scene. It was just like, wow, okay. Now, is the uncle really gone? I think so. Because that didn't Two happen. Episodes. I don't know, because that didn't happen in the book. But it looked pretty, pretty, uh, pretty final. Yeah, final. Michael K. Williams. They couldn't afford him. Yeah, there's like, gotta, gotta bring in Michael K. Williams. We can't right. afford this one anymore. Which is another, uh, surprising thing, uh, cause he, they aged him up quite a bit in this Michael role. K. Yeah, but I, I love him too. Uh, it's gonna be a good season. I really am looking forward to the show. Mm-hmm. And I need things to look forward to in this, in this COVID yeah, world we're living in. Definitely. But please check it out. Please support your your black media, black content out there. There's not a whole lot of good shows going, you know, out there being made by you know. And Joss Whedon also is, is attached to this. So Joss Whedon, I, I thought J.J. Abrams was. Oh, you're right. Excuse me, J.J. Abrams. J.J. Yeah. Um, Abrams because it's Bad Robot, and then of course Monkey Paul with uh, Jordan Peele. Yeah. So I mean, there 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 are pe- powerful people invested in this show. Um, HBO so. is the future, I think, for TV. Like HBO, I think, has been putting out the best television for the past ten to fifteen years. They've been putting out the best television for like the past twenty years. I mean, you got Sopranos, yeah, Sopranos. you got Oz, Deadwood, The Wire, Game of Thrones. I'll give you up into the Soprano. People, Oz, I don't think was as big culturally. I think people liked it. Like it, was, mm-hmm. it was critically acclaimed, but I think culturally, the Sopranos is Sopranos. probably one that was just mm-hmm. like, this is an ordinary TV. Like we're right. seeing something that is like a movie right. made in TV fashion. Like that's the first time you ever see like a, a mafia story that's not glamorized. Like it's real mm-hmm. life, just like The Wire. It's like, highly not glamorized like it's very ground level stuff and they take the time and spend the money to make the story that's why hbo i think is going to continue to be 
the leading force in television. Yeah, well, we'll see if it's... It's not really television that they're trying to lead now. It's streaming. Yeah. That was, that, that was an old tagline. It's not television. It's well, HBO. Right. But yeah, I, I really am looking forward to the rest of the season. I'm re- looking forward to getting through this. Anytime I see anything in literature that make, I mean, anything in media that makes me want to read a book is, is something amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you don't have to. You can just wait. But I was like, I can't wait. I need to see how the rest of this story goes. Right. And it's, it's definitely been worth it. Uh, but yeah, go check that out. It is a great show. Jordan Peele is still waiting for Candyman. October 16th. Okay, yeah. It's so June 10th, back. then it got September 29th, and then it's October 16th, hopefully. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be going. <laughs> I can, I'm not going to brave COVID to go to a movie theater. I've never been so glad to be an independent than I am at this point in time. Because I feel like both sides have lost their minds. Mm-hmm. Like, between like the, the crazy Blue Lives Matter, uh, military... Uh, pro gun, uh, proud boy image you see on the news and the Antifa left wing radical looting protester. Like, I'm so glad to be right here smack dab in the middle to be like, you know what? Let me hear the facts. Let me make a decision on my own. Because at this point, don't associate me with either of those crazy sides. Like, I'm, I'm totally not with either of these groups. Right. Uh, so, First thing first, we have the situation that happened with a, another instance of a, of a black man unarmed being shot. Jacob Blake, Minna, uh, that Minneapolis. No, it was Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Kenosha, Wisconsin, excuse mm-hmm. me. Uh, but yeah, you have another black man being shot, paralyzed from the waist down, according to his family. Uh, police were serving a warrant. The individual was trying to walk away. Just a very, very unfortunate event. Uh, I see a lot of people talking about, uh, you know, a lot of people are very upset. I, I can actually see things from both sides in this particular case. Um, if a cop is trying to stop you for something, you don't have the right to just be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm on key walk. Because that opens you up to getting shot. But then again, you as a cop, if you're not being physically threatened, I don't think you should be able to pop a cap in someone's ass. It's just a crazy situation, which evolves into another crazy situation because, of course, you have protests going on. And some 17-year-old kid thought he was the goddamn Punisher with the AR-15, shot and killed two people, injuring a third. Uh, and that situation is just a crazy situation because you have this 17-year-old kid who, for some reason, had an AR-15 in the streets, which he didn't have a, a, a permit to carry. And then you have this group of, this mob of people uh, attack this guy. And if you want to be honest, I'll probably pop a couple of them too. If you're gonna, if I'm in a, a group of people being attacked, and I have a gun on me. Yeah, y'all about to get blasted on. Like I'm not about to get jumped. I understand him. Split second decision. Uh, and then they arrested him, which I agree with. It, it's crazy how two things can be true. Like I, I can agree if I was being attacked by a mob of people, a couple of them would be shot. But I can also agree with a 17 year old should not have an AR-15 in a group of people at a at a riot. Well, <clears throat> the seventeen-year-old um, was a antagonizer. He came in to antagonize the situation. Can't, he doesn't even live in the community. Right. That was uh, interesting. I just found that yeah, out. Today. He, he came all the way from Illinois. Um, 
Now I'm hearing various reports that he drove or his mother drove him uh, from Illinois to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went there with the sole purpose to have a reason to kill one of the protesters or the rioters. And um, I think that's a problem. Um, I don't I know one gentleman that he killed was white. All of them. All of them were white. All three people he okay, shot. Was all white. of them were white. Uh, but I'm sure he wouldn't have been upset to kill a brother or a sister. Yeah. You know, I think that's what he was probably looking forward to, actually. Um, this situation really upsets me. I don't care. Which part? The initial I mean, shooting? Just, or this, I, mean, this? Just, I mean, the initial shooting, because you cannot tell me any situation where it's okay to shoot somebody seven times in their back. No. Okay? Um but I have, well, I have. I'm just going to be honest. I've walked away from a police officer. Um, I walked away from a police officer, uh, SRO officer, in <clears throat> excuse me, in high school. Uh, but you didn't have a warrant. I didn't have a warrant. Did he have a warrant? Yes, he had a warrant for it. And that's another thing that's been making this a very okay. difficult case. Is it was like a warrant for like sexual abuse. Sexual abuse of whom? Uh, I've been seeing. I haven't done any research on that part, but I've been seeing like, and these are once again. Uh, right-wing crazy white people on statuses a lot of them were saying the warrant was for like sexual abuse of a child okay i don't know the particulars i don't of the situation so but I'm you're not still not supposed to, to shoot people uh, i'm not i just know that if somebody steals in my driveway steals my car and i come out with my gun and i shoot them and i shoot them i'm going to jail too because my life is not in danger because they're pulling away out of my driveway even though they've stolen my car so another thing, like I think it was Walter Scott who was shot in the back, even though he was literally running at like half a mile per hour. Yeah, I mean, the slowest run. It was. Slowest run. It, was <laughs> I, it wasn't even a jog. It was. It was I don't shuffle it, away. It, he was shuffling away and got shot in the back. You know, you can't do that unless they are. I don't understand. I just don't understand why two police officers could not subdue this man or use their taser. Or anything. They were shooting to kill this man. And rather than subdue him and apprehend him and take him to jail so he could go through the judicial system. And so I just have a problem with the police officers playing judge, jury, and executioner. And that's what was going on with this situation. Uh, I don't know the particulars of the case, like I said, but... Just to see another black man gunned down or nearly killed or killed by a police officer um, is upsetting me. I think LeBron James said that we're scared. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'm not going to live in fear um, of the police. I'm not going to live in fear of white America. Uh, I am going to adopt the Malcolm X approach i'm going to use intelligence know your rights know my rights know how to fight the system know how to fight the system protect myself protect my family use as an american citizen i am going to use my constitutional right to bear arms i'm going to use my constitute my right as an american citizen to uh bring up my children to understand that what their rights are in America, that they are protected under these amendments, that they can also bear arms as well. 
Um, and I'm not saying anything like, you know, shoot the police or anything like that. I, I, your brother is a sheriff. I mean, uh, he's protecting the community and, you know, I commend him for that. I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes you get somebody like this kid who's coming around, uh, trying to shoot you, shoot people. And you're not going to shoot me. You're not, I'm not going to be another statistic. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to fall into that category. We have a couple of fraternity brothers who, um, you know, are, you know, gun owners and whatnot. And I've inquired about, okay, well, what, what's the best gun to have, uh, just for protection, for conceal, concealing purposes. It's not like I'm going out here with an AR 15, but I want to be protected. You understand? And, uh, I just, I just hate to hear another story, but Within the next couple of weeks or next month, there will be right. another uh, George Floyd. There will be another, uh, what's his name? Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It, it, it's You're absolutely right about these instances. There's a there's initial instances, then there's a protest, and then there's an act of, violent at, act of violence at the protest, like the Charlotte uh, protest that, that ended with an individual ramming his car and killing several people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Seattle protests where, you know, there's multiple people injured with the, the fights between Antifa and the Proud Boys. And right. It's just crazy because, like I said, I'm so happy to be a independent and kind of be able to look at both sides. But I don't... You know, a lot of people are saying that this this 17 year old was defending himself and that he was he's an innocent individual who's just, you know, being attacked by a mob of people. Like if what like you said, if he he drove up from Illinois to start some stuff with 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 weapons, you know, to, to protect these. The way I initially heard the story as it was being presented is this local man, man, not child this local man was just protecting businesses in his neighborhood from looters and then you find out that this local man is not a local man he's an out-of-towner and that he's been a part of you know he's heavy on blue lives matter heavy on you know firearms and uh, nar uh, nar affiliation stuff like that just all kind of crazy stuff nra nra excuse me yeah affiliations and all these different right-wing groups that this 17-year-old kid is affiliated with. And then you start thinking, did he go down there to specifically start an altercation and kill people? I think I think a lot of times when these situations happen and you have somebody on the outside, they're 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 provocateurs, they're they're anti- they're they're antagonizers, and they come in with the sole purpose to st- to have somebody get upset with them so they can justifiably say, quote, in air quotes, justifiably say, well, I had to shoot this guy because he was, you know, angry with me because I was walking down the street with my AR-15 and I, you know, I had to protect myself. Well, I, I mean, he, I mean, he had a skateboard, but, you know, I was, I was in fear for my life. Yeah. Well, one of the individuals who got shot, I believe this is the one who got shot in the head. He, he was actually, uh, walking up to the individuals with the gun saying, shoot me, nigga, shoot me. And I was, uh, I heard the, the words, but I didn't know who it was coming from. And I mm-hmm. thought it was coming from a black person until they like pointed out the person who was saying it. I was just like, what the hell is, why Why is this white person saying this in a group of, of goddamn black people, first off, right. at a Black Lives Matter rally? Mm-hmm. Like, 
that baffled the hell out of me in the first place. But I, that's just like you were saying with the antagonizing. Like, and then I saw the guy with the skateboard who knocked him upside the head with it. That's not a smart choice. Like, if you see somebody with a with a semi-automatic mm-hmm. rifle, you and your skateboard got to go the other way. No, I agree with that as well. You don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Or a skateboard to a gunfight. Right. He probably would have f- fared a little well with a knife. Well, Boom. we definitely... We don't... We're, at some point in time, we will have to talk about um, the effects, the uh, efficacy of Black Lives Matter. Uh, are we allowing the movement to get hijacked? Hijacked, Absolutely. and this is what typically happens with uh, movements that Black people start. This is what happened with the uh, with Martin Luther King's movement. It got hijacked. You mm-hmm. never heard anything like that with anything Malcolm X tried to. Uh, do or anything like that. Usually in those situations, you hear about insurrection. Uh, but you, with the Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech, March on Washington, that was extremely hijacked because in that photo that you see where they're at the, uh, at the uh, Washington Mall, you see a lot of white faces in that uh, photo. You see, uh, those are young college students who came in or whatever, to participate. And so when you see that, you're like, it's a feel-good moment in history because you're looking at it now in the lens of, you know, 50 years later saying, oh, well, this a lot of white people were there standing up for black people's rights, and it really wasn't like that. JFK had those people come in. JFK and his administration had those people come in because it would look good, um... Because it, because you couldn't have all those black people, all those black faces just there at the mall. You had to have diluted a little bit with white people. Right. And then on top of that, it turned in from a march for black people's rights until poor people's rights. And then that's why I said we have to really look at the Black Lives Matter movement. We, we're going to have to take a critical uh analysis of it eventually and i think it should be sooner than later to see if this is starting to become diluted because we're talking about other things than other things than black lives right and i I definitely agree with you the the civil rights uh battle for justice for black members did kind of get sidelined to the human rights issue of everybody's rights and and that's the main thing you hear about all the from these different groups to black people is well don't you feel like the 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 struggle is intrinsically tied to the the humanitarian str- like no humanity was not enslaved humanity didn't have to deal with jim crow segregation lynching uh, the clan reconstruction uh, yeah reconstruction confederacy all that stuff is authentic and, and generalized to the black community you guys we aren't on the same page because y'all didn't have to go through the same stuff. Like, I understand things were bad for women, things were bad for homosexuals, things were bad for dwarfs, but it, it wasn't the same oppression. It wasn't the same energy. Like, if I was a gay man in the 19, uh, 1800s, 19, early 1900s, I could pretend to be a, a straight man mm-hmm. and problem solved. If I'm a black man, I'm going to hope, hopefully I have uh, two mixed parents so I can try to pass. Yeah, a, my grandfather lived next to one of his neighbors, and he was confused growing up. He's like, why is this white man living <laughs> in our neighborhood? But it was a guy who could pass. Yeah. I forgot his name. is like Mr. Walter or something like that. But he could pass for white 
or black. It's like, uh, what's that movie we watched? Uh, the Imitation of Life. Imitation of Life, yeah. But, um, yeah. Nowadays, I mean, now what you're hearing is uh, the news and the media talking about, oh, well, we've got to do this for people of color, people of color. No, we need to do this for black people. We need to make sure that there is comprehensive um, legislate comprehensive legislation that pertains specifically to black people. How are we going to create uh, a robust job field? How are we going to... Uh, actually, I want to kind of backtrack a little bit. I saw a video with Ice Cube today talking about, you know, just don't hand out your vote and stuff like that. Like, we don't want to hear about the, you know, the PPE loans and stuff like that. We want to know when you going to give us our bailout because you got these three trillion dollars for these uh, rich folk mm-hmm. to give out, give them a bailout, but we got to get the loans with the high interest rates or we don't get the uh, the loans for uh, to protect our small businesses and whatnot. No, Forget all that. We want our bailout. And I think that's really important. So uh, I just hope that we kind of just kind of, and I know it's uncomfortable to talk about, but John and I have been critical of, of Barack Obama many times on this show. And that was something that I didn't understand why Tavis Smiley and uh, Cornell West. West were so critical of him. I'm like, aren't you just happy to have a black president? And then now that I'm 30 plus years old, I'm like, oh, he didn't do anything for us. I was right there with him when they said it. I, I was I, like, I wasn't. Because I, I felt bamboozled. Because uh, yeah. I, I looked that man in his eyes when he came to Kansas City. And I just felt like this dude sold me all these dreams. Like right. I'm some chick at the club that he was like, oh, yeah, we want to take care of you. And I'm going to you know, make you my wife. And all of a sudden it's just like, nah, I ain't got nothing for you. Didn't have anything for us. Kicked so many black people out of their homes during the recession. Didn't say anything during all these police shootings. Didn't yeah. say anything when Trayvon Martin uh, got shot until it was like, okay, this this monster might get acquitted and there might be rights. So now I have to say something. Yeah, see, uh, I don't want to say anything about gay rights until Joe Biden puts me in a corner. Now I have to say something right. like he was just very middle of the line. And I get he had to toe the line. But once you get elected and then get reelected, you you can have some balls now. You can have some backbone. You can start putting some some initiative in. Mm-hmm. Trump got into the White House. He didn't know what he could do. He was just doing what he thought just to see what could stick. And I respect him for that. <laughs> for at least trying to be like, I want to do something different. Not Not even if he couldn't do it. I want to do something different, and until they tell me, no, I can't do it and stop me, I'm going to proceed with it. Barack Obama didn't do shit. So, uh, President Trump's I- ignorance is a virtue. <laughs> uh, his balls are a virtue. Like the fact I, don't, I don't know if he, he ran on he was... nuts, and he said, I'm going to build a wall. He said things that weren't politically correct. He didn't care about alienating people. He said, I have a base of people that I know are going to get me elected. No, that's... I mean, I understand what you're saying, but Barack President Obama, Trump did not believe that he was going to be elected president. I don't think so. No. I think he, he felt the temperature. He knew. He's he, like, no. I got this. He's very confident no. since the whole Kenyan thing. Uh, but it, he, he did not believe he was going to get elected. He reached out to Bill Clinton saying, hey, do you think I should run? Clinton's propped Trump 
up because they thought that they could beat him. That's why they just let him talk. That's why they encouraged the media to just let him talk. And technically, he did lose, but on the rules of this country, he won. And that's what's most important. So I'm not going to be one of these people that say, oh, yeah, uh, President Trump is not the rightful president of the United States because he is because he won the Electoral College. But I'm just saying that Trump with, his, you know, trying to launch Trump TV, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if you saw when he when they said he won, he looked so confused. He looked so surprised because he really was surprised. He was like, oh, wow. OK, well, yeah, well. I want to say thank you to this person and this person. He has no speech prepared because he didn't think he was going to win. If I was white, I probably would have voted for Trump too. Because mm-hmm. I just voted for this guy who just pumped me up about change. And ain't shit changed. Not one thing changed. I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with like, you nothing on the change ab- aspect. Nothing about my life living under President Bush was any different than my life living under Barack Obama. I'm pretty sure the police shootings might have went up. You're saying this as a white man or... I'm saying this in general. Like, nothing changed for me. For a white you. man okay. or a black man. Okay. I, I would have thought it would. You know, that's what I thought us having a black president meant. We finally in the... We're in the door now. We get to push shit through. We, we get to make change. Because that's what he was always yelling every day. That's why we, in this next election, need to demand something for our vote. And that's where I was going with the Ice Cube mm-hmm. um, video... Uh, Need to demand something for our vote because we gave away our vote to Barack Obama. And I will, I, I, I would, I, and if somebody wants to challenge us on that, please come in and actually sit please with do. us we'll because I'm trying to figure out what he did for black people. We will destroy you. We will eat your children on that. Be quiet. Debate. It's not, <laughs> he did nothing. Like literally, he's done more for the gay community inadvertently than he's done for the, he, we, we, he was not beholden to us. He owed us nothing. Even though he got 98% of our vote, he owed us nothing. Because black home ownership went down. Black wealth went down. Uh, Education rates, retention. Even though that was one of the things he ran on is I'm going to make sure retention rates uh, go down and I'm going to erase student loan debt. And and that's one thing Bernie Sanders was able to say. Well, he said all this stuff, but he didn't do anything. Right. And then uh, nothing on criminal justice reform. And I just want to keep this in mind. I just want you all to keep this in mind. And this is not to uh, disparage the president, but I just want to make it clear that he gave all that money to the rich white uh, executives on Wall Street. Bankers. And the bankers. And um, also with the uh, the automotive industry as well. He didn't do anything for black people. And when I say he didn't do anything for black people, I mean he didn't do anything for black people. He didn't do anything for comprehensive criminal justice reform. Uh, he didn't do anything to boost black home ownership or wealth. And he and I'm not I'm not somebody that's angry that he did so much for uh, the gay community because I think that's important. I think when people hear that they're like, "Oh, you don't want gay people to have rights." No, I think gay people deserve rights. The LGBT community deserves rights, equal protection under the law, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I'm not one of these old farts who are like, oh, well, he did this for the gay community. No, that's important. I think that's important, but he didn't do anything for our community. The people that were most instrumental in getting him elected, 
nothing. So when Joe Biden talks about his boss's record, check my boss's record, et cetera, et cetera, you go check in, you check it once, twice, and three times, and you will not find anything that Barack Obama did for the black community. Even when he had the House, the Senate, and the executive branch, didn't do anything for black people. And that is a critique of President Obama that I wish I did not have to make, but it is true. It is demonstrably true. There's data, there's facts, there's evidence for that. And it just upsets me because I'm somebody who, as a young college student, really followed that message of hope and was really wanting to see somebody that looked like me in office, but I should have, but I should have demanded more. And that's why I'm going to demand more this election. Mm -hmm. And since we've organically reached this point, uh, I guess we can talk about Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and whether or not people are pumped about that, that ticket. Cause I'm, I'm starting to get the Hillary Clinton vibes again. Like people Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily excited that those individuals are running. They're just like, we don't necessarily want Trump to be reelected. And that's not a good, it's not, that's not a good, uh, basis on voting out of fear mm-hmm. so yeah that's the I, same that's thing fair. that happened with hillary i can't like his trump's base is pumped up right. like they are they've never stopped being hype about the wall and immigration and whatever ignorant stuff comes out of his mouth our base or, or excuse me biden's base they're just very limp right now they're very just lukewarm they're very i i, I just hear more about anti-trump than pro-biden well because Okay, so as a black man, it makes it very difficult to vote for Joe Biden. And I don't know why this is... And Kamala Harris. And and Kamala Harris. I don't understand why this is a stretch for our community to understand that Joe Biden has been very proud about... uh, was the, the writing being the author of the crime bill that has disproportionately affected the black community. I don't understand why black women are so gung-ho for Joe Biden when he threw Anita Hill completely under the bus. It's, it's, he went above and beyond to put her under the bus. Um, and once again, his record with Barack Obama, he didn't do anything for mm-hmm. the black community in their eight years in office and then you have somebody like Kamala Harris who has put people away for marijuana uh, truancy railroaded in the criminal justice system yeah Uh, excluded evidence to get uh, exonerate death row inmates or tried to keep evidence out of a case to exonerate a death row inmate right she doesn't have a great track record and I saw a hilarious meme and it was like Joe Biden only messes with biracial black people (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is if we're running on record and we're putting the two administrations side by side the Trump administration has actually to my knowledge has not passed any sort of legislation against black people Mm -hmm. but Kamala Harris has had that power, power as well as Joe Biden. As well as Hillary Clinton. As well as Hillary, certainly Hillary Clinton and her Super predators. And we're going to bring them to Hill and people <laughs> were saying, oh, you're making too much out of that. No, that's what the Clinton administration thought. That was their um, 
that was what they were running with. They were the... Nobody wants to be soft on crime. Yeah, but they were the law and order president bef- administration before Trump. Well, yeah, you, you wanted they wanted to be the the hard line Democrats, right? To be like we're we're not soft. We're we're gonna bring law and order back. And Trump, I, I he's definitely did a great job of pointing all that out. Like he does he does a good job of pointing out hypocrisies that aren't his own. Uh, so he's quick to point out, you know, oh well, the Clintons they they used to hang out with Jeffrey Epstein, uh, and it's like yeah, you did too. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's, he's he's been on. Je- How many times was he on Jeffrey Epstein's plane? It was more than twenty, right? I, on, I didn't really know him. We talked. Oh, you're talking about Trump? No. Yeah, now the okay. Clintons. Uh, yeah, they, okay. they were known guests. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like it 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 is a glaring stain against Biden and and Kamala Harris that they have these records of notoriously kind of railroading black. Black men in the criminal justice system. And it does make me feel uncomfortable voting for that ticket. That's why black people need to demand something for their vote. Don't just give your vote for, vote away. Say, go to Joe Biden or write his camp, say, hey, we want comprehensive criminal justice reform. We want uh, pardons for these people. We want you to put money into the uh, urban core. We want to talk about... Um, health coverage for uh, black people in our communities. I mean, th- this is really important. This is really important. Don't now, just go off the basis of fear. demanding these things? Like, that's the, the thing I keep popping in my head. How have we gone this long just giving our vote away? Because we, we gave, in the 60s, we got behind the clergy. And we had people like... Martin Luther King and other people, even though Martin Luther King is was a, a registered Republican, uh, but we we put our faith, we put our faith in the clergy, and the clergy would guide us. And but the clergy, to be honest, was so e- easily manipulated. So they get up there in the pulpit every Sunday and tell you what you need to do, what you need to do, and you need to vote Democrat. And from therefore, that hence. Hence, from there, we have not demanded anything because this is something that we've learned, you know, in the pool in the pulpit on Sundays. You need to do this, and then we're just told that once again, like the slave masters of old, oh, you'll get your pie in the sky once you know, once you once you you've gone to glory. Okay, so we've been waiting for our pie in the sky, pie in the sky, voting for Democrats, voting for uh, these. Uh, neoliberals, et cetera, et cetera, but they haven't done anything for us. Now, I'm not going to say not, not all. I'm not saying that not all have had bad intentions. I think somebody like Bernie Sanders had put a lot of, uh, of work into trying to get black voters saying, Hey, you know, in the, in the urban core, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make every, I'm going to make every post office a, a place where you can do your banking business. Why? Because there are the predatory uh, lenders around the black community, all peppered throughout the black community. Now, you can think of them. You know where they are. And those p- people are give, jacking up these interest hey, rates. Speed yes. cash. Right. Interest rates, places where you cannot possibly repay that loan. Right. And they're taking advantage of you. He was trying to take the predatory lending out of the black community. Uh, so we need to demand that whether it's from... Uh, Trump or Biden or whomever, your elected officials, you need to demand something for your vote. Don't feel bad about 
demanding something. And I don't understand why they shame us into this. No, you need to just go ahead because you got to get Trump out of office. And then what? Then what does that get me? Okay, you Trump has not been a problem to black people. Let's be honest. Okay, I didn't vote for Trump, but he hasn't done anything to black. Our conditions under Trump haven't changed, under Barack Obama haven't changed, under Bill Clinton, under Bush, uh, Bush Sr., Bush Jr., under Reagan. They have not changed. The prevailing conditions, economic conditions have not changed. They have just gotten worse. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I agree. And there's da- and just look at the data. The, the data is there. So I, I don't, I, that's my, you know, diatribe for the episode. But I just want black people to just understand the value of their vote and just don't so freely give it away. Don't go off of symbolic uh, gestures. Don't run, don't give your vote away for hope because we're still hoping yeah. all these years hoping later. Hoping for change. Hoping for change. The change and hope that. Uh, Barack Obama promised us and the Wall Street executives, the automotive industry, they all got that hope. They yeah. got that change. They got some change yeah, in the pockets, change, too. All right. Yeah. And that's what pissed me off the most about Barack Obama is he's had the nerve to get on TV and say these these industries are too big to fail. Motherfucker, we've been in this country for 450 years. And we've been failing since day one. Like we're a huge with 13 percent of the population like. I, I don't know one other chunk as big as us that vote the same way. Mm-hmm. Like 98% of the vote goes Democrat. Right. Every time. So I, I don't know. That's what I mean by I'm so happy to be an independent, like an actual genuine independent. Like, I don't care what you tell me. Just because a Democrat's on the ticket don't mean you're going to get my vote. Because right. Barack Obama tricked me. He did trick Period, me. Period, point blank. He, I voted he, for him twice. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to him. Admit it, I just want other people that look like me to understand that, look, you know. No, in retrospect, McCain deserved a lot more of uh, research on my, my end, mm-hmm. you know, as a as a politician. I just like Barack Obama's the black guy, so he gets the vote. As opposed to, you know, John McCain was just like, well, he does have, you know, he's a respectable politician. He's been around the way. I didn't know a lot about McCain's record until, you know, he started coming after Trump. And I was just like, okay, this dude's kind of legit. Yeah, I just want people to investigate and do their research more. I'm I'm not telling you to vote for Biden or Trump. Whomever you feel your vote is, who who is ever worthy of your vote. However, just do your research. Whether it's libertarian, whether it's green, whether it's uh, Democrat or Republican. You're going to bring the Federalists yeah, back Alexander you're, going to bring, you're going to bring the Whigs, too? Yeah, the Whig Party. Okay, okay. Well, that's interesting. Uh, I'm take a Democratic it. Republican. <laughs> oh, going to take it back that... Jefferson. Jeff- <laughs> <laughs> the Jefferson Party. <laughs> you, Little girls from everywhere. You look like a Jeff- uh, Jeffersonian. We should do that. We should start bringing back like the powder wigs and the makeup. Oh, and- be like the Tea Party, huh? Yes, and then we can have like hot meetings... Okay. And just take our wigs off, you know. Okay. John Adams style. John Adams, great miniseries on HBO. Watch it. It's uh, not. It's not all factual, but watch it. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. You'd imagine this guy's that boring, but uh, and hated. <laughs> and hated. He's just so bland. Uh, but yeah, that's presidents. 
It, it, it fits. It fits this time and what we're talking about. It does. Presidents. It does. Presidents. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. We need to make our own decisions. We need to not vote as a, a monolith based off of, you know, who freed us as slaves or who ended, you know, segregation or, you know, that's we, we, we voted for Republicans because they freed us from the slaves because of Lincoln. We voted for Democrats because of uh, JFK and he tried to end civil rights. Now we just need to vote as independents. We need to seriously, because we're already screwed. It's a democracy. We make up 13% of the population. We will never have the majority. So we have to do everything we can to make that 13% count as much as it can. We need to, we actually need to unite as a, reunite and vote as a block. Mm -hmm. And we need to make demands behind our vote because that would give us increased power. Okay, if we just understood the power of our vote, but voting as a block, we will be able to get stuff done like criminal justice reform, uh, be able to possibly talk about uh, some form of reparations because the money's out there. Yeah, I don't know. how. I don't I know they tell you that the money's not out there, spending budget. but uh, the Fed literally changes the target's interest rate and injects money into the money supply with the press of a button, the computer. Money doesn't exist anyway. So something we've all just created. So I just that's just my hope for black people. I would just like black people to not necessarily listen to what their grandfathers and their grandmothers and their fathers and mothers told them about voting, but actually do the research and understand uh, the power and significance of voting as a unit, but putting stipulations behind that vote rather than blindly doing so. What do you think the DNC would do if like this or next election year, 98% of the vote went to the Republicans? Like they, they would have to shift their whole political leanings. Um, cause they don't cater to us. They, they, they don't. more or less come out during election time. They're what I've noticed about the democratic party is that rather than appeal to their base, like the Republicans do, they try to re- appeal to Republicans. Because it really it really isn't a two-party system. It's really just a one-party system. I mean, it's just rich folk. Yeah, left wing, right wing, same bird. Yeah, I mean, it's just rich folk, you know, trying to get the poor people to fight against one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really is an aristocracy. It's a... Uh, pretty it's pretty cut and dry i mean you're not going to hear joe i think you know joe Biden was talking about uh i think medicare for all somebody asked him a question about medicare for all uh what would you do if medicare how do you feel about medicare for all what would you do about it because you know with covid19 happening and the pandemic sweeping america America. Americans are losing their health coverage at a uh, an alarming rate. And a lot of people don't have jobs. They can't get jobs to actually get treated or find a place of employment because of the unemployment numbers. And Joe Biden's response was, uh, it wouldn't even come across my desk, so I wouldn't have to, you know, address it. Why doesn't, why wouldn't it come across his desk? Because the Democrats in Congress won't even entertain it. Nancy Pelosi is not going to entertain it. They're not. They don't want that. That that messes things up for them and their donors and how they have this, the political system right now. So I just want people to understand that. That's the words of the um, Democratic, Democratic nominee. 
So when he's addressing these issues, you realize that he's not so much on the left as he's more so a neoliberal. He's more so on the republic. He, he agrees a lot with uh, the Republican mindset. OK, so the, the, there's not a real delineation between the two parties anymore. Right. Yeah, I, I understand. I'm right there with you. I, I do think that maybe just one year the black community either needs to sit it out and let the DNC see what what our what it looks like with our vote missing completely. Or we need to turn it to the other side so they can see, oh, we just got landslided because we didn't have what we thought was our votes or what we thought was in the pocket. What we thought was, you know, guaranteed slam dunk for the Democratic Party. Like if they even split the vote, if, if, if that 13 percent chunk got split between both parties, they'd still feel that significant loss. We just need to make our own party. Yeah, I've heard I've heard this and people think, oh, it's crazy. I mean, but I mean, there wasn't always a Democratic and Republican Party. I mean, there were other parties like a Black Panther Party. (laughs) No, I I have heard people call it the Black Party, though, but like this new party that could form could form. But, you know, I'm an independent as well. Uh, I think I I think I might be. No, I live in. A state where I have to register as one, but I my leanings are more so independent. Sometimes I agree with some conservative uh, values, not a lot. I'm more I'm more so liberal to very liberal, but I would say see myself as a independent because a lot of the things that the Democratic Party espouses really no different from the Republican Party. Yeah, a lot of, except for the Democrats, I don't believe, I don't think they believe half the stuff they spout. They're just trying to do lip service. And I agree with that. Make people happy. But yeah, it, it is a lot going on here. It, it It's really making me doubt whether or not we're going to be able to survive another 50 years in this country. It's just getting so fake and inauthentic and, and just ignorant. So we will see where everything goes. Uh, please continue to rock with us as we move forward. Uh, once again, uh, if you have any questions, topics, concerns, anything you want to get out to us, please contact us at urbanalchemypodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook. Please don't forget to join the Facebook fan page and join the community group on Facebook. We are definitely trying to get those numbers up. Also, I know a lot of you listen to this platform on the Apple Podcast app. So if you can just take a quick moment out of your day to rate us five stars, Literally, just take a quick moment, scroll down to the bottom of the episodes where you see the stars, and rate us. That makes a huge difference with us popping up on Google searches, uh, different search algorithms. Uh, So we do need your help in that endeavor. I know how many of you is out there listening to the podcast, so we should easily have hundreds and hundreds of reviews right now. So we do need your help in that endeavor. Eric, you got any announcements for the people? No, no announcements. Just very thankful to continue to earn your viewership and listenership we're just very humbled you know as we transition to um you know just our new platform and um you know i I just want to thank you all for continuing to listen that's just really just it i I don't have anything more to say don't no new announcements or anything like that gotcha and don't forget if without your continued support we will have to sell out you will see (laughs) us at the rnc front row just I'm not going to be diamond and silk. I'm I sorry. Never we're going to have to do it. 
We're going to have to just... No, I'm not going to be the Hodge twins. I'm not going to be the Hodge twins. No, I'm definitely not going to be the Hodge twins. Yeah, just like, come definitely on, open our eyes, y'all blind. Come on, we got to no, have to sell out. If that's no. not what you want. I refuse to shuck and jive for either Got tab dance, man. Nope. Mantan. Mantan. Definitely not. Oh, God. Well, we are one of these days going to start recording our commentaries over our favorite movies. I, I swear if we did Bamboozle, it would just be the ramblings of two lunatics. Because we have about 10 years of inside jokes built around <laughs> movies like Bamboozle. So <laughs> it's showtime. Show Big Black Africa. <laughs> it's deaf. Yeah, it's, it's, it's madness. But anyways, uh, once again, thank you all for joining us. Urban Alchemy Podcast. I'm J.M. Banks. And I'm Eric Hawthorne. Please watch Lovecraft Country. Yeah, check out that uh, check out that show. It is great. Uh, yeah, so please once again, thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for your support. Thank you all for your input, and we look forward to continue to bringing you this product with honest, well-rounded conversation for our community. So once again, thank you all, and peace out.